A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. A little break from our first month of the seasons and our guys to watch in 2022. Plenty more of that content coming over the next few days. Thought I'd break it up a little bit with a little uh, special interest podcast of my own. And I was going back and I was having a look through the history of the Dahlia Medal. I was doing some numbers on Nathan Cleary, Jonathan Thurston, these sort of guys the other day. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's been pretty well pretty well known that it's incredibly hard to win a Dahlia Medal if you're not in one of the key spine positions. Uh, from the wing, incredibly difficult to do. Centre, incredibly difficult to do. Even, you know, your, your Mal Meningas, uh, your Greg Inglises, these sort of guys, I would say it's near impossible to be able to win it from centre. You need to be in a spine position. So you need to be a fullback, a halfback, a 5'8", or a hooker, essentially. Outside of that, it is very difficult. And when you go back and have a look through the history of our game, very rarely does a player not win it outside of the spine. And even more rare is it that a forward wins it. Now, when I say forward, I'm taking hooker out of there. Obviously, hookers, they are forwards, but they're part of your spine. Um, so I, I, tell you, I don't think that's a fair comparison to put hookers in with your front rowers and your second rowers. So what I've done is I've gone through and I've had a look at every Daly M for the last 15 years because they were all the points that I could find. And I've gone through and I've found you the top 10 highest scoring Daly M points that have been scored by a forward. I said that terribly. The highest scoring forwards as far as Dally M points go over the last 15, 10, 15 years. What does it go back to? About 2005. So 15 odd years ago. Now, just to remind you, the Dally M medal has only been won by four guys ever that have been forwards. The most recent one was Jason Taumalolo in 2016. Before that, it was a long time ago. It was almost 30 years before that. And he actually went back to back. And this is a guy that I've spoken about a little bit here and there on the podcast. He's come up a couple of times in dream teams. I think it might have been Jamie Soward that might have picked him in his dream team. And I back it 100%. Gavin Miller, he was a second rower. And uh, he went back to back with the winning the Dalian medal in 1988 and 1989. So 
pretty credible in stuff there for pretty incredible stuff for a back rower, not only to win it, but to win it two years on the trot. Unbelievable stuff. For those of you that don't know much about Gavin Miller, started at the Roosters, went to Cronulla, spent some time over in England, sort of started as a centre in his early day at the Roosters, then uh, became a second rower and incredibly talented with his hands. He was... Probably, you know, I'd probably say after Artie beats him, probably the best ball playing forward I think we've seen. He was incredible, Gavin Miller. And I would highly advise you, if you've got a couple of minutes, go onto YouTube, type in Gavin Miller. There is a little highlights package. Obviously, this is in the late 80s. So rugby league is very, very different to the game we see now. But you can see he's running around with a leather football and... He is getting late hit on every single time that he puts someone through a hole. It is pretty brutal to watch, but you can see the skill set of Gavin Miller. If I had to compare him to someone in the modern game, I would probably say Wade Graham, not only because he plays for Cronulla, because he's just, he's tough as nails, but he's got an unbelievable skill set. But with all due respect to Wade, Gavin Miller's skill set was just on another level compared to Wade's. But that was he's probably the closest guy I could put it to. Hard to handle, strong bastard, incredibly skillful though. Just unbelievable ball skills. He won it in 1988, 1989. If you do watch that highlights package, send me a message on Instagram. Let me know what you thought. Because personally, I think Gavin Miller would be more suited to the modern game today than when he played. I think he would have been more suited to rugby league over the last 20 years than when he played. I think he would have absolutely dominated it and been regarded as one of the best we've ever seen. Very underrated because of when he played and he never won a premiership. When you win a premiership in rugby league, whether we like it or not, it takes you to a new level. When you don't win a premiership, it sort of leaves a bit of a hole in how you are remembered. The guys before that, two absolute legends. Ray Price in 1982 won it as a lock forward. And then Steve Rogers won it as a lock forward also in 1981. Now, uh, well regarded as one of the greatest centers rugby league has ever seen, Steve Rogers. And this was sort of what the lock position was like back in the day. This is what a few years ago when I said we need to go back to the old school sort of lock forward. They are natural footballers. And whatever field Steve Rogers was on. He was the best natural footballer on that field. This is how the position used to be used. So Steve Rogers, Ray Price, Gavin Miller, who went back-to-back, and of course, most recently, Jason Taumalolo in 2016, only a couple of years ago. Of course, that year, he had a draw with Cooper Cronk. They both won the Dalian medal that year. Once again, drawing with a halfback. So if there would have been one point difference anywhere in the season, all of a sudden, Cooper Cronk wins it and Jason Taumalolo misses out. But just to give you an idea of this list. So this is the this is the top 10 points Dally M points scored by forwards over the last 15 years. Only one of them has won the Dally M. It was Tao Malolo in 2016. He scored 26 points. He finished 5th on this list. So there's another four guys on top of him that scored more points in one more Dally M points in one season than what Tao Malolo did in 2016, but of course didn't win the Dalian medal that year. Let's start right at the bottom. Number 10, bit of a surprising one here, Greg Bird. Now, Greg Bird won it. Oh, he didn't win it, sorry. Greg Bird stacked up 23 Dalian points in 2007. This is, of course, before he made his move to the Gold Coast Titans. So he was still playing at the Cronulla Sharks. He scored 23 points that year. He finished fifth. Jonathan Thurston, he won the Dally M that year with 36 points. Robbie Farrow, should be noticed, finished second, 35 points. Cameron Smith, 31, and Matty Bowen, 30. Pretty impressive in 2007 that Thurston scored 36 and Matt Bowen scored 30, considering they were in the same team. Pretty damn impressive. For Greg Bird to be in the realms of those guys, he was still seven points 
behind Matt Bowen, who finished fourth, but still a great effort by Greg Bird there. Very impressive. What was he behind JT? Good God. 13 points behind JT, and he came fifth. Still an unbelievable effort. That, of course, is the season that has the most Daly M points scored by anyone. That record is held by Jonathan Thurston with 36 points. Should be noted, Robbie Farris scored 35 that year, so a pretty damn impressive knock. Let's go to number nine, and this one surprised me a little bit. I didn't see this one coming. Not that I saw the Greg Bird one coming, though, to be fair. Johnny Sutton in 2009 also scored 23 Dally M points in season 2009, actually equaled with Greg Bird there, so they're 9 and 10, whichever order you want to put it. Uh, John Sutton, he finished 7th that season behind a heap of guys. 2009 was obviously the year that Jared Hayne went on his unbelievable run in the back end of the season. So Hainsey, he won that Dally M. Uh, JT was second, Soward third, Robbie Farrar came in at fourth. I won't tell you who came fifth because we're going to mention him later. It is another forward. And number six was Kirk Gidley with Johnny Sutton coming in at seventh. So 2009 in the top seven, there was two forwards. Very interesting. Now Johnny Sutton uh, obviously played a bit of 5'8 too and whatnot. I have put him in there. Could be a little bit controversial realistically but I have put Johnny Sutton in there because he was sort of, yes he played a bit of 5'8 bit of lock, bit of second row but I've thrown him in there. Let's move to Paul Gallen in 2000 and 11. So he comes in at number 8. He scored 24 points. So one more point than Johnny Sutton and Greg Bird. He finished fourth in the 2011 Dalian medal race. The winner that year was, of course, Billy Slater, who scored 29 Dalian points. Second, Benji Marshall. The great Benji Marshall at 27 Dalian points. I thought that was probably the peak of his career. He was unbelievable around that 2010-2011 mark. And then, of course, Cooper Cronk finished third on 25 Dalian points. So Slater, 29, and Cronk, 25. Pretty handy once again for two guys in the same team. But, once again, makes JT scoring 36 and Bowen 30 even more impressive. Bowen came second for the Cowboys in 2007 and he scored more points than Slater did when he won it in 2011. So pretty crazy numbers there. Benji second in 2011. But I thought Paul Gallon to be playing lock sort of as just a middle forward to score 24 points. Pretty damn impressive in season 2011. Okay, number seven on our list. It came in 2009. He scored 24 points as well. This is the guy we refused to mention earlier. So in 2009... Jonathan, uh, it went Jared Hayne, Jonathan Thurston, Jamie Soward, Robbie Farrar, Anthony Watmo. Chuck Watmo from the Manly Seagulls comes in at number seven in 2009, scoring 24 points on the Daly M table that year. Pretty damn impressive stuff, Chuck Watmo. Another one I didn't I didn't expect. 24 points is an incredible effort. That's essentially one Daly M point per game. Being a back rower, collecting one Daly M point every game is pretty impressive. You will remember... 2011, that was the... Sorry, 2009. We're talking, you know, Brett Stewart, Glenn Stewart, these sort of guys. They had a stacked team, uh, the Manly Seagulls, during that period. So for him to collect 24 points, pretty damn impressive there. Jamie Lyon and whatnot too. Very impressive there from Chock Watmo. Let's move to number six. That's Jason Tamalolo. We have already spoken about him, but I'll run my eye over him. Sorry, actually, no. Number six is Ben Kennedy. Sorry. Ben Kennedy. In 2006, he finished third in the Dalian medal this season with 25 points. He was a bit of a gap behind first and second. First was Cameron Smith on 34 points, so he was nine points behind Cameron Smith. He came in second, I actually can't mention yet. He's another forward, and we'll get to him soon. So keep that in mind, that in 2006, of the top three Dalian point scorers, two of them 
were forwards. And these two are out-and-out forwards. One of them is Ben Kennedy that we've just spoken about. The other one, I'll see if you can work it out. You've got a few minutes to work it out. It was in 2006. All right, let's move to number five. That was Jason Taumalolo, 2016. 26 DLEM points, equal with Cooper Cronk. So, of course, he won it that year. Equal points with Cooper Cronk. An unbelievable achievement. Pretty crazy that four guys, though, have scored more Dally M points in individual seasons and not won the Dally M medal when Jason Taumalolo did so in 2016. We're going to move into the top four now, and it's going to get very, very interesting here. couple of surprises, a couple of more modern guys. One's actually still playing today. So of the top four, one is still playing today. The other one retired about two or three years ago. Uh, the other two guys sort of came through in the same era, played a lot of football together, especially rep football together. Let's start it. At number four, a very impressive knock here. Now, it's actually the second time he's been featured on this list. It is, of course, Ben Kennedy once again. Ben Kennedy, we already told you in 2006, he scored 25 Dally M points. In 2005, he scored 27 and he came third once again. So Ben Kennedy being a second rower from the Manly Seagulls after leaving the Newcastle Knights, starting at the Canberra Raiders, he finished third in the Dally M's two years in a row and this is what I always talk about on the podcast the influence that this guy had in a short time at the Manly Seagulls as a second rower he finished third two years in a row in the back end of his career the last two years of his career he was setting standards at the Manly Seagulls they went on to win a premiership the year after and and a few more over the next few years and a couple more grand finals so Ben Kennedy 2005 he scored 27 Dally M points the other thing about 2005 you're a keen guru listener you would have listened earlier in the week we spoke about the 2005 Dally M medal race of course that was the year that Jonathan Thurston won it with 32 points Joey scored 31 from 16 games so Andrew Johns went on an absolute tear that year pretty impressive a lot of people want to tell me that JT and Joey are the two best halfbacks we've ever seen, both in you know potential Dally M winning seasons. Ben Kennedy was only four points behind them as a second rower. Pretty damn impressive stuff there. Let's get into the top three now. It blows me away that Ben Kennedy owns spot number four and spot number six. Just crazy. And it was in his only two years at the Manly Seagulls. Unbelievable. He averaged 26 Dally M points between 2005 and and 2006 each season. Crazy. Unbelievable. Top three. Number three, he is still playing today. I'll give you a second just to think about this one. He is still playing today. He is a front row forward or a second row. He's one of the premier players in our competition. Dare I say, probably in his position, he is probably the premier player. He is very young too. He's still got a long, long, long time ahead of him in the NRL. It is, of course, Payne Haas in 2019. Now, he finished fourth with 27 Daly M points. The winner that year was James Tedesco with 34. Second was Cameron Smith on 31 Daly M points. And Mitch Moses came in third on 29 with Payne Haas, the big fella, coming in fourth at 27 Daly M points. Pretty damn impressive. The third most points scored by a forward on the Daly M medal chase in the last 15 years, Payne Haas in 2019. Still very young. I think he'd only played a handful of games a year before, and that was a season he just exploded. So an incredible effort from Payne Haas. Now we've got two left. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of them, I have already left him off a list. So he's already been on a list somewhere. I'll give you a little indication or a little reminder that was 2006. So have a think about forwards playing in 2006 that scored or scored more than Payne Haas. He scored 27. So you're talking 28, 29, 30, 31. It might even be higher. Dally M points in a season. That's going to be number one. Number two came more recently. Number two came in 2014, and it was, of course, slamming Sammy Burgess. Now, he came second in the Dally M's that year. You could argue third, depending on how you want to look at it. But in 2014, of course, uh, the winner that year was Jonathan Thurston, along with Jared Haynes. So remember, they had a draw for that Dalia medal in 2014. They were on 32 points each. Sam Burgess, he was sitting on 29. So he only fell three points behind Thurston and Hayne. And whilst 2014 wasn't as good as 2009 for Jared Hayne, I mean, the, the run at the end of 2009 was better than 2014. I would say as a whole, his 2014 season was better than his 2009 season because he did it from round one all the way to the end. It's a very underrated season for Jared Hayne. Jonathan Thurston just doing his absolute best work there, stacking up 32 Dally M points. Sam Burgess only got beat by 29. And it, I, I remember watching that Dally M night, and it looked like Burgess was going to get really close. It's just, I mean, if you look at the amount of points that are given to halfbacks and fullbacks compared to front rowers, second rowers, lock forwards, like Sam Burgess was at the time, I mean, he probably did enough to win it realistically in 2014. But Sam Burgess, he is second on this list with 29 Dally M points. That's more than a point per game. I don't know exactly how many games he played that year, but he only could have played a max of 25. So to get 29, an incredible effort from Sam Burgess, one of the best forwards of the modern era. Number one, I've given you a few clues. Sam Burgess scored 29 in 2014. This guy scored 30 in 2006. Now, he came second. Came second in the Dalian medal that year. Cameron Smith, a young Cameron Smith, his first Dalian medal, he scored 34 points that season. So, he got beat by four points. Coming in first place, the most points scored by a forward in the Dalian chase in the last 15 years, Nathan Hindmarsh in 2006 stacked up 30 Dally M points. An incredible effort. Tackled his way to 30 Dally M points. Now, Hindy, very underrated in attack. Really fast feet, could break a tackle, had a good offload, had a bit of ball playing in him. I think we all sort of remember Hindy as just this tackle machine. I know a lot of people want to give him shit for the flops and whatnot, and now we sort of see him as a funny guy on Fox League, but... Let me tell you, Nathan Hindmarsh, he could play. 2006 was an incredible season for him. 30 Dally M points. Once again, Sam Burgess went more than a point in a game, as did Nathan Hindmarsh in 2006. When I think about Sam Burgess and Hindmarsh, who has more upside in their game, I definitely lean towards Sam Burgess with the offload and the ball playing that he had in his game and just how destructive he was. Nathan Hindmarsh, he was more of a solid sort of footballer. For him to stack up 30 points, though, an incredible effort. A champion for the New South Wales Blues, a champion for the Kangaroos. Probably the best player to never win a, a, a premiership. I think that's fair to argue. And I did mention this 
this a little bit earlier when I was talking about Gavin Miller. When guys don't win premierships, we sort of remember them a little, little bit differently because they don't have that moment where they're holding the trophy, and we know how much that means in rugby league history. So Nathan Highmarsh, unfortunately, never got that moment, and I don't think he gets enough credit for this 2006 season to score 30 Daly M points to only get beat by Cameron Smith, who would go on to be an immortal and win a heap more of these things with 34 points as a hooker an incredible effort. Any forward that is in the top five or six in a season for Daly M points, they have had an unbelievable season. I don't know how you equal this system out. I think it's always going to sort of be this way, to be perfectly honest with you. It's a bit like over in the NFL, the MVP. You know, it is always a quarterback or it's a running back that just has an astronomical season because those are the guys that really push the envelope as far as results go. We know how important forwards are in rugby league, but when it comes to you know, polling results like this, you tend to lean towards your spine players. I'm guilty of it as well. There's no doubt about that. I think we put more importance on the spine positions and the guys that actually put points on the board and create opportunities rather than the guys that grind away in the middle. I don't really know how you solve this, but I think it was a really good opportunity to look back over the last 15 years and give credit to these forwards that deserve to be recognised. It's a champion effort to feature in the top few in any Daly M season as a forward when you're not laying on tries or scoring tries yourself, kicking field goals, you know, kicking the ball 10, 15 times a game. It's an incredible effort by these guys.